I promise you, there are some of you who are doing some things with business capability modeling that I haven't even thought of. So I'm going to give you some examples today. I'm going to show you some things that I see people doing with business capability modeling. But I'm sure some of you are doing some things that I hadn't even thought about before. So let's go ahead and get started on this one. One of the things that I think is interesting is the majority of organizations, in fact, I said this yesterday, 90% of organizations, according to Michael Hammer, couldn't make that link between strategy and execution. And if you heard me talk yesterday, I actually said, I believe most organizations actually don't even know what their business strategy is. So that's a hard part, hard, hard part to start with. But what business capability modeling is really about is it's about making sure that I start to bridge the gap between understanding the directions of my organization and understanding those, those directions in terms of actionable activities that I'm engage in, but also the execution of that. It's a way of bridging the gap. Now, by the way, there are other ways of bridging that gap. You can look at um, operating model sort of, sort of activities. You can look at value chain modeling. You can look at process modeling as a way of starting to bridge that gap. Here's why I find business capability modeling interesting. And this is a key that I want you to take away from this session. Business capability modeling is really interesting in how it represents the future state of the business. All right? When I talk to clients a lot of times, I'll ask them, are your business capability models future or current state? And some of them will come back and say, our capability models are really current state. Guess what? Your management really, I'm going to say something a little bold here, which is your management doesn't really care about current state business capabilities, right? If you want to get the, the attention of your senior executives, you've got to think in terms of future state business capabilities. It was funny because there's an oil and gas company that I was doing some work with a while ago, and they, and they said, look, we've got these business capability models, and we can't get anyone in management to pay attention to this, to them. And I said, great, so show them to me, Here, hand them to me, and I'll take a look at that. And I took a look, and in two seconds I could tell what was going on. What they had done is they had adopted some industry standard business capability models that represented their, few, their current state. I said, of course, these aren't exciting. These are just telling what everyone in the industry has, and, and they're not talking about your strategy. Business capability models are really effective if you can pick them up and understand what your strategy is. That's the key. If you want to get business leaders' intention, if you want to get IT leaders' intention, if you want to get your teams working together, it's about inspiring and making people excited about where, where you're taking the organization. And that's really where I see business capability modeling being the most effective. So I'm going to talk about a couple things. I'm going to talk about what's the value of business capability modeling. And I'm going to share with you some real examples here. And then I'm going to talk about how can you use business capability modeling to drive value in your organization. And I'm going to give you more information about what some of the best practices are for creating business capability models.